Hey, have you heard about Anchor? You probably haven't heard about Anchor yet, so let me tell you about it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. You probably hear other people talk about how they make podcasts. If they say it's easy, they're crazy. All of their methods are really hard and complicated, but Anchor, super simple. First off, it's free. They have creation tools that let you make the podcast right from your phone. You don't even need a computer. This is 2019. Who uses computers anymore? Anchor distributes your podcast on all the other platforms. No need to go do all that complicated searching and hosting and posting. Hosting and posting. They do it for you. You can also make money from your podcast. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now because you're listening to this ad. They've got everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. No need to search around all over the place. No need to go to 20 different sites. Just one. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bet you thought I was going to sing right here, didn't you? Now let's get into Back to OCR, OCR conversation. <laughs> nope. Let's talk about CrossFit. <laughs> Speaking of CrossFit, <laughs> since you mentioned it, go ahead. <laughs> there is a program that I signed up for, and it's a pretty cool program because, like, I don't belong to a specific CrossFit box because my schedule doesn't is just not friendly to that. So there's this online. And it costs a lot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So there's this online program that you can sign up for and it gives you a CrossFit workout every single day, five days a week for like 20 bucks a month. It's called um, Outside the Box and you download their app and that's how you get the workouts. But what's really Hmm. even cooler is that um, it has different levels of, I guess, difficulty. They call it minimalist, generalist, and enthusiast. So like you can scale the weights, of course, or they modify movements or like they give you alternative moving, harder moving enthusiast tracks. So yeah, it gives you a CrossFit workout every single day, five days a week. It's pretty cool. And it's only 20 bucks a month. So I was, I was doing that in the off season and they have got a Facebook group and their Facebook group is still relatively small. So it's still like a relatively small community. Cool. I just thought that was worth mentioning. One of the hardest things about having a a workout that's sent to you is that you have to get yourself to do it. Yes. Whereas one of the things that I think was a big draw for people with CrossFit is I go into the box. There's a workout on the wall. I do it. There are people there encouraging me. They expect me to be there. I'm trying to beat my time or somebody else's time. That to me seemed like one of the big draws for CrossFit. So this obviously is a little more difficult because you still have to get yourself to do it. Now, are there are some of the workouts, do they require a certain amount of gear or Mm-mm. equipment? Pretty much all you need is to do any any of the tracks is like a jump rope or a box or a place where you can do box jumps and maybe like a kettlebell or dumbbells. And that's oh, pretty wow. much all you need. That's pretty much all you nice. need. And what's really cool is since I've been doing Miles and Victor's workouts and everything, and I've been doing mostly what they've been programming. I kind of took a step Mm -hmm. back from it for a little while. And this is how small the community is. Like, I don't know where this lady is from. I'm not sure where she lives because she's one of the founding members. But 
she sent me an email because she was like, hey, I noticed um, you weren't on the leaderboards recently and I just wanted to check in and see how you were doing <laughs> because nice. I saw you haven't been doing our workouts. And I'm like, whoa, this is <laughs> this is impressive. Like I was I was super impressed by that. And we got into this whole conversation and apparently like one of her friends that's also a founding member has listened to our podcast. So oh, <laughs> yeah. very cool. So so yeah, she is she did an interview that she's gonna do as a blog in the near future, kinda how Denny did with me a few days ago. But yeah, so yeah, she checked in with me because there if you are still looking for like that competitive aspect of it, you do still have leaderboards to where this is the workout that I completed. This is my time that I completed it in. And then here's how I stack up against everybody else. So you still nice. have that iterative aspect to the whole workout CrossFit kind of That's ride. awesome. Yeah. So it was really cool. What was the name of their site again or the... Outside the Box. The thing? Outside the Box. Outside the Box. Yep. Cool. So just outsidethebox.com or something like that? I think it's like outside the box dot fit. Fit. Come on, this lady's nice enough to I know. Oh my gosh. You. <laughs> <laughs> I need to you I know. need to I need to um <laughs> www.outsidethebox.fit. Ah, you're right. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like a great alternative for people that can't afford an actual box or the time to go to one, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's five workouts a week. That's that's a lot of workouts. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I think the word program is a little silly, but I, I do that for myself in April, and and my workouts are definitely nowhere near as fancy or hitting probably all the required muscles uh, as they should. But <laughs> I just think, oh, uh, a pull up, uh, a squat, uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty simple. Oh yeah, pull but up bar. Pull so up to have somebody that serious. writes some good stuff for you, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's got a lot of really great workouts, hits a lot of a lot of muscle groups. And like I feel like kind of like the discord is I feel like the community is still small enough to where it's a really small community online feel. They have instructional videos to make sure you're doing the movements correctly. If you still don't know if you're doing it correctly, you can always ask somebody on the Facebook group. It's amazing. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Thanks for uh, so back bringing, to CrossFit. Yeah, thanks for no. That's that's cool. <laughs> CrossFit has come into light in the OCR space because of Hunter McIntyre trying to get into the CrossFit Games. He has successfully done so through a kind of a marketing campaign to say I should be one of the wild cards that CrossFit has out there. Now I don't think they've ever actually given anybody a wild card, but this time they have to Hunter because while he he is an OCR person, he has used CrossFit for his, you know, to be better at OCR. And the interesting part about this is not so much. It will be interesting to see what happens when he goes. How will he do? Will he do well at some things and not so well at other things? And, and that's kind of what led me into putting this in the list of topics to talk about. The real crazy thing after finding this out, I started looking into it more about what the games have been about. I've always thought the games were a little, all right, they're, they're okay. You know, the, you got some, you, you go to CrossFit, you do your workouts, you do like deadlifts and overhead snatches and you're, you're kipping pull-ups and all that kind of stuff. 
And then you do these workouts to qualify to get into the games. So, and then you go to the games and you do similar things. Now, over the years, I've heard of things like, oh, CrossFit now has an obstacle course. They now have a three-mile <laughs> run. They now have, well, did they do a marathon one year or something? I don't know. A marathon They did row, a 7K trail run. Really? They I don't think I heard, K, heard about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they did. It was like a few years back, maybe. But yeah, they did a 7K trail run, and I think they did, they had like some cyclocross events where it was just like purely biking. So Yes, that's what yeah. got me into to like looking into it. What what are the games actually like? And then I saw <laughs> that they had cycling, like straight up, not even yeah. like part of a, a, a work exercise, like straight up, this is a, a, a bicycle street road <laughs> bicycle race. And that got me... Like the, the obstacle racing, you know, kind of threw me for a loop before, but that one, that one was like, what, what is, what is this sport? What, what are the games? I thought this was CrossFit. So I think the, the whole idea behind CrossFit though, is that you prepare yourself for the unexpected. You're fit enough to tackle the unexpected. Yes. And, and that is what I've come to learn that CrossFit is trying to train you to be an athlete a good athlete and you know for the longest time it's like well it doesn't it teaches you how to do overhead snatches yeah and what is what what other what what real world application does an overhead snatch have but the the biggest i guess the the biggest factor that they've been missing is the cardio aspect of of it of all this you know to be a, a real athlete you need to have cardio to do whatever thing it is you're going to do for an extended period of time yeah and that's where you know we were a little i think biased in uh, obstacle racing because cardio is a huge part of it so we kind of feel like we're better athletes than crossfitters i think is kind of the general consensus (laughs) and 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 i'm sure crossfitters feel the same way right crossfitters lift heavy and that's the that's where this gets really interesting to me is that (laughs) seeing these people cycle it's like who put these weightlifting muscle heads on bicycles. <laughs> it looks like they took people out of the world's strongest competition, world's strongest man, and, and told them to go ride a bike. <laughs> go ride a bike. We're going to film it and laugh at all y'all. But <laughs> so, so obviously they're, they're doing a legit competition, but, but, but it still blows me away at the, the qualification to get into this competition where you could be doing God knows what, is not the what you have to do to qualify does not necessarily fit you for what you're gonna do. That's that's the part that I can't get over. Yeah, because there's this whole other aspect to CrossFit that is that it's training you for functional movement, like training your body to get stronger for functional movements, like right. But you never train and... for those actual <laughs> movements, right? <laughs> Which I can see the application for it because. Like if you're rehabbing from an injury or something and you're trying to get that strength back, I can I can definitely see that. Yeah, I, I, I do see it. And the more I've looked into it, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. I don't I don't necessarily like it still. <laughs> like to me, the you know, what you're having a competition for is what you should be able to train for. And they, they can't do that because they don't know what's going to be at the games. Exactly. And if the concept is we're going to train you for the unexpected, well, wh- what's after biking? Are you going to have to do like a, 
like a supermarket sweep style <laughs> exercise where you got to run through the grocery store and throw things in your bucky ballroom dancing <laughs> so yeah like yeah what's what's next uh you're gonna go put everybody in go-karts and and do a go-kart race maybe maybe do a, a half pipe in a snowboard competition <laughs> how about a how about a wingsuit skydiving or maybe after the uh the bench press uh round we can do a cooking competition like like nailed what, it what what extent is this gonna stop and not be crossfit anymore and that's the part that i can't get past like it, it's like having the super bowl but every year you, you're probably gonna play with a different object or you're gonna get to the super bowl and it's gonna be a football but on a basketball court or you know right. like it's just well and i and i love the the whole controversy that's surrounding Hunter getting into the games is like all these CrossFit athletes. Yeah. They work really hard in the open and at sanctional events and everything to get into the games. And they're all saying that like he took somebody else's spot in the games. Well, no, like really he took a wild card spot. He got invited. Yeah. So he's not really in a sense taking somebody else's spot. It's kind of at the discretion of the head guy glassman greg glassman or whatever his name is mm-hmm. to invite whoever the heck he wants started this whole crossfit movement and he can invite who he wants to the games so that's what he's gonna do <laughs> and i i really enjoyed listening i listened to um matt's interview with armin hammer yeah <laughs> weird <dude. That's laughs> so about that whole deal but i could see both sides of it but my point is that the whole controversy surrounding him getting into the games is that these athletes don't believe he belongs there. But then he comes back saying, well, in my sport, in OCR, we have people show up to the world championships all the time without, you know, mm-hmm. racing any race in the series or, you know, having earned a spot there, you know, and they're legit competitors. <laughs> so yeah. if you want an outsider to come in and compete in your sport, you should be like, all right, come on. Let's if you're down for the challenge, I'm down for the challenge to beat you. And, and their athletes mentality with that is, I think, part of my disdain for CrossFit <laughs> in that it's a, like we're better than everybody else kind of thing. Right. And the whole thing with Hunter. And, and if you haven't heard any of this yet, go listen to Matt B. Davis's interview with Arnim Hammer, Armin Hammer. <laughs> go listen to Armin Hammer's interview with Hunter and Brent. Fikowski. Something or another one of the. Say it again. Pikowski. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> go listen to their interview. That was really good. Because it this whole this whole thing that is happening is is really fascinating. Like you've got these two sports that are so different and I mean and similar yet in a still way. So but, similar because we're both yeah. really young sports. And so it really is. I mean, uh, CrossFit's definitely been around a lot longer, but uh, but still young. But the the way that they're crossing over here is 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 fascinating to see and to see the reaction of the CrossFit athletes versus the reaction of the OCR athletes. I, I'm I'm loving watching this unfold. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. No, I love it. I I feel like this was bound to happen because of the crossover that always happens because you always see CrossFitters that are just curious about obstacle course racing because it's a lot of movements that they do i feel like in their workouts like yeah. you know a lot of burpees or scaling walls or you know box jumps or things like that but yeah there has been a lot of crossover 
for a while now, I feel like at least in the last couple of years. And yeah. it was just, I feel like this was just bound to happen. I feel like Hunter being the ambassador for OCR, <laughs> whether you like him or not, whether you think he's an appropriate ambassador for the sport or not, like I think he was probably the one that was supposed to make this happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, he's small compared to the CrossFit guys, but he always said in in OCR that biceps win races. So he always was one of the bigger OCR guys. So it is, if anybody does stand a chance to do well there, I mean, yeah, (laughs) it it is going to be interesting. And this will be the first time that I ever watched the CrossFit games when they happen. Or ever, you know, like actually watch like the whole thing. I've never done that before. I'm definitely watching this year. Even more interestingly, we don't know how, you know, you learn this from Matt and Armin's uh, conversation. We don't know how they're going to present it this year because the, the, everything that's going around with CrossFit is what's the name's guy's name? Glassman. Glassman? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't he like completely renounce Facebook? Facebook completely taken CrossFit off of Facebook doesn't know what they're going to do with media in general this year. Like, I think he wants it to be like open, but uh, there's nobody like set like CBS is coming in or so-and-so is coming in. Like there, it's not a set thing. So yeah. Cause in the past, I think it was covered by ESPN or probably some, somebody. Too. Yeah. Something so like who knows what will be the actual footage or way to watch it this year? We don't still don't even know that. But how, whatever it is, I, I plan on watching it because it's going to be really interesting. I always wait for the fittest documents to come out. I haven't watched those either. And I, I, those I are, I mean, they sound as much as like I'm not into CrossFit. I've been to CrossFit classes. I've dabbled in it, of course, obviously, since we just got finished talking about it. So watching those documentaries on Netflix, as much as I'm not that into CrossFit, like they're pretty freaking motivational. <laughs> like they kind of, I've heard they're good. They kind of, like every time I watch one, it kind of makes me want to go out and like go work out, <laughs> like do this. Let's have a killer workout or something like that. Let's yeah. And anything that makes you feel like that is, is good. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, you got the interview with the athletes and then you get to see a little bit of games and behind the scenes and I don't know. It's pretty cool. I have on the list. Hang on. Let me get it up. My last drink here. You're already on number four. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I don't feel like it's making me lose my mind yet. You but we'll see. Me. Why'd you laugh? <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take this back a moment. You know, we we only record every so often, so <laughs> sometimes our segments are about things that have already been talked about extensively, and so we're just trying to kind of bring back a maybe a maybe an aspect that hasn't been talked about or a thought that hasn't been said yet at Big Bear, which was two weeks ago, I believe, same weekend as the Austin Spartan race, and and we did talk about Lindsay taken Lindsay Webster taken the spear from from a guy mm-hmm. I believe since Matt B Davis has interviewed the guy that got the spear taken away oh rich did you catch that one rich Smith? rich Ryan Ryan did you listen to it I'm a bad podcaster <laughs> <laughs> I I have an eight minute commute to work <laughs> I can't really oh. you know yeah. <laughs> a lot of my listening catch up catch-ups happen on when I, when I have to travel which I don't have to travel all the time but when I do I, I like catch up on everything <laughs> yeah so like me traveling to the race in Dallas this past weekend that's whenever I 
binge listened to all the podcasts <laughs> that I've been wanting to listen to. <laughs> Uh, before we go into this, let's talk about OCR podcasts for a second. <laughs> and how much <laughs> I don't quite... listen to them. <laughs> well, my, my question is, which ones do you listen to? Because there are quite a few, and there are some that are like, I think everybody knows about, and then there are a few that are just kind of kind of there. Yeah, no, so, totally. So which ones do you listen to, off the top of your head, if you can remember? Off the top of my head, there's three that I can that I can immediately name. Because I listen to Mike and Caitlin's Obstacle Running Adventures because just because I like the conversational, you know, and the interviews and everything that they have to offer. Yeah. Even if you're not going to listen to them talk about the event that they talk about that episode. Yeah. I always got to listen to their their opening and closing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. But also I listen to Link Endurance. I listen to Mo on Link Endurance. And I listen to Chasing Excellence, which is (laughs) another CrossFitter. Ben Bergeron, <laughs> he is um, Katrin David's daughter's coach, CrossFit coach, and she's won two CrossFit games or at least podiumed in two, at least two CrossFit. But I listen to Mo and to Ben's podcast only because I feel like it gets me in the right mindset to keep reinforcing a positive mindset, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like some like life gets way too hectic and Whenever it gets busy like that, you can get really caught up in it and kind of slide back into a lazy way of thinking like, oh my gosh, like everything's going wrong. Like oh, everything's just pissing me off lately. But then like you have to consciously train yourself to reframe your thinking and look at it in a different perspective, looking at it as a learning perspective versus like everything just pissing me off lately to... <laughs> To okay, what can, what lesson can I gain from? So I feel like those kind of podcasts, if I have like ve- a very limited amount of time, are pretty beneficial. So th- that particular learning how to um, handle situations and handle stress in general, which uh, podcast do you say you get that from the most? Either Link Endurance Mo's podcast or um, Chasing Excellence. And, and yeah, Mo does talk about mindset a lot. And I had an interesting situation that was um, kind of similar. So I had a situation where I went to, this is a really simple thing. I, I went to a restaurant, I, I called in an order, went to a restaurant and went and picked it up. And, you know, when you order from like a sit down restaurant, if you go in and sit down, you usually leave a tip. Like that's pretty, pretty normal. But when you call in and, and they, and they just make your order and hand it to you, do you leave a tip? I don't no. because I didn't get served. I didn't, get, I didn't sit down and get waited on. So when I go place and when I call in an order and I go, go pick up the order, I don't, I don't tip to me. That makes sense. I don't know. Maybe other people the that's token, out of the ordinary. Would you, but would you normally tip at a fast food restaurant though? Like, no, <laughs> exactly. Would I, would you tip at Burger King? No. Would you, they, they, they placed the order, would you tip them they bagged the it and they gave it to you. Just because they delivered it to your car? No. <laughs> Right. I mean, whenever, so I, I order through waiter a lot and whenever I order and I go pick up, I don't leave them a tip (laughs) because waiter's already getting the whatever fee or whatever for me to order through their app. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. I'm going somewhere to go pick it up from the restaurant because I'm like leaving the area and it's on my way home and I go pick it up myself, then that totally negates the whole concept of the app. Right. And personally, I think tipping a delivery driver is weird and silly, too. 
even though I do tip pizza delivery people, I still think it's kind of silly. So I know I'm a little biased in that area, but I still think that I, I've, I'm, my, my thought is uh, relevant to say that if I didn't get waited on, then I shouldn't be leave a tip. The problem with these restaurants, I guess, is that the people that are doing the, the to-go orders are normal waiters or waitresses, and they work off of tips because their salary or their hourly wage is garbage compared to, you know, like that's how they work, right. which is unfortunate in itself. That's a whole different topic. But in this situation, I went to the restaurant, I picked up the food and I, you know, they gave me the check and I signed it. And as I signed it and handed it back to her, I could see her looking, which irritates me in the first place, looking to see if I'm going to leave a tip. And the moment that I handed it back to her, she turned away and walked off. <laughs> I could tell she was irritated. So I said, thank you and grabbed the food and walked away. As I was heading out the door, I could hear her telling her coworker, he didn't leave me a tip or something like that. Like, and it was just like, how dare you get offended First off, how dare you get offended that I didn't leave you a tip for doing nothing? <laughs> Second, how dare you make it known to me your job is to give me a good experience at your restaurant? And totally you did putting, a terrible job at the Putting like, a you, Burger King Arkansas on blast right now. <laughs> no. It wasn't Burger King. It was a or, it was a steak it was a steakhouse. Oh, never mind. It was steakhouse. Hang on, let me now that we're saying it. I'm totally gonna say exactly what place it was. <laughs> We are going to put it on blast. Here we go. Shots fired. Shots fired. Colton Steakhouse, you suck. <laughs> no, no. Colton's, Colton's Steakhouse food was delicious, and I enjoyed it very much. Now, <laughs> the reason we were talking about this is, you know, mindset. So that happened, and I was irritated, but whatever. You know, young girl, who cares? Heather. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be specific or anything. <laughs> so, so I thought about it and I thought I should call back and talk to her manager and tell her that she did that. And 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 if I did it or not, it's not that big a deal. The thing that I want to say about mindset is that when I thought about doing it, I got a little nervous, like calling and, and like being confrontational. A lot of people are very against confrontation. And for, for good reason, when we have conversation, our body goes into a fight or flight. And that that feeling is very uncomfortable. And that's why people uh, shy away from it. Now, I have told myself a long time ago, if something makes you nervous, you should do it. Probably do. Because it. when when you get nervous and you follow through and you do it, that is practice on how to handle that nervous situation. And it's so crazy because it's like, I'm nervous, so I want to not do this, but I still don't want to be nervous. And you can't practice not being nervous without going through the situation where you are nervous. So <laughs> it's almost like maybe maybe somebody steps up to me and says that I'm, I'm dumb or they want to fight me or I bumped them or something. And if I practice being like, oh, wait, man, yeah, you know, what's up? What's cool? You know, let's 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 uh, talk this what's out. Cool. If it makes you nervous and you practice it and you do it over and over, you won't get nervous. When you go to give a speech, the first time you do it, if you have that kind of that brain that works that way, you will be nervous. And the more you do it, the more you'll see, hey, I was nervous, but I did it and it was fine. 
And even though I know I like stumbled over my words, people told me it was good or whatever. So the more you do it, the better you get. And and the better you get, the less nervous you get. Yeah. So mindset wise and, and talking about Mo and visualizing and, you know, thinking through things, it, it is a good practice to 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 get better at it and to face up to those emotions, anxiety and fear and doubt face them practice them through you you know real situations and you get you get better at it so go back to your listing your podcast that you were talking about oh yeah which <laughs> yeah which which podcast do you back. listen to again that was, i can't help but stop and bring take a life moment out of life lesson out of something can you add Enya to that please Enya's <laughs> gonna sue me <laughs> Enya's gonna start <laughs> wanting a cut and Enya's gonna start taking our OCR talk giveaways <laughs> <laughs> all right she can have one <laughs> link endurance and chasing excellence you said three yes yeah Mike and Caitlin's obstacle running adventures of course link endurance and um chasing excellence those are my three so podcasts. that's the three that you always Almost so is um, yeah almost on my eight a mi- eight minute commute to work <laughs> yes oh okay gotcha so when you're catching up on long drives do you which ones do you go to next I go to ORM I go to let me think of my sequence that I followed this past weekend it was mostly ORM episodes that I had fallen really behind on if she doesn't list you and you're listening don't be sad yeah please don't be, a, please don't be she's got a short commute i've got a very short commute but it was a six-hour drive to dallas so <laughs> i listened to like a select few of obstacle dominator episodes just the ones that i kind of heard a buzz about and i was curious so i listened yeah. to a couple of those that's not all i've subscribed to but yeah and, and i would like to mention you know I guess throw some names out there. You know, there there are some. Oh, Heather Olson's um, podcast. Sorry. Overcome and Run, of course. Nice yes. job calling her by her new, her maiden name. Yes. Well done. That, and I I just apparently have happened to do a fantastic of her. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are plenty of them out there at this point. I, I think the ones that I ended up end up listening to the most tend to be because of quality mm-hmm. and and content. You know, those two to, two things together, I think, are what top my list. And there are plenty of others out there. Now, my list rounds off. I think I probably end up listening to them more than you. My my list rounds out with like uh, OCR Report and World's Toughest Podcast and Obstacle Dominator as well. Strength and Speed and uh, I Am a Spartan. When I make it to those. See, World's Toughest Podcast didn't make it to my list only because they haven't come out with a new episode recently. <laughs> <laughs> like I listened to the Javier Escobar episode and that was yeah. the last episode that I listened to, but I already listened right. to that. So. so there are a handful of others that I think kind of go in the, the back of the list. And it's, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to just blast people, but I, I do want to mention just the reason that Quality, like I said, quality and content. I feel like I've tried to find all of the OCR podcasts that are out there. And I found uh, Mud Brothers, OCR Underground, Rise and Grind OCR, the Bro CR Supercast. That's kind of a new one. What about um, OCR Audio? Lact- that- Lactic Acid Radio. Oh, that's New England Spartans. They just 
changed up their uh, image. And and yeah, and OCR audio is the other one. And OCR audio, it's not like they're like their volumes are fine. I think the biggest thing with them, why I have a hard time listening to them, is it's three people talking not over each other, but you know, it's yeah, it's a lot of like if you've got two people. I think Link Endurance does it well where there it's two people, but then they interview somebody. But you know, Mo will say some stuff for a while, and then Miles will present his slew of questions, and then Mo will kind of close it out. And that's kind of the, typically the way they do it. So they they have a good format. But when you have two people interviewing one person, it, it gets a little messy. And OCR audio is three people interviewing another person. Yeah, that can get a little hairy. And, and they're from uh, they're a a British uh, or English. I don't know if they're where all they're from, but they are an European English speaking podcasters. Uh, so they definitely bring a, a different perspective, which is nice. But that multi person talking over each other kind of. It's tough. It makes it hard to follow. I don't know. I'm, I haven't listened to it yet. So I I would say hard to listen to. And here's, and I'm kind of probably saying more than I normally would, but here's my biggest reason for for having a hard time listening to Bro CR Supercat. Jacob Bosecker and his female co-host, which I can't remember her name. Yeah. Probably says it in the, what's her name? I'm not going to. That other lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leah. Jacob and Leah, they're. Their audio volume levels are so different from each other. <laughs> it starts out the episode like, Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jacob Booksucker. I'm really excited to talk to y'all. And then Leah gets on and she starts talking like this. And she's like, oh, y'all, how's it going? It's so quiet versus loud. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't I can't listen to this. And I don't know what uh, what they're using. You know, a lot of people use Skype to do podcast yeah and so they can see each other and that's great but skype is terrible about audio lag and you know when you talk over each other it cuts each other it like dims everybody's audio level and it sounds like garbage so i don't know what they're using but whatever they're using that's if you if you guys are listening i'm sorry to point it out on the podcast <laughs> that's what uh, you could work on because they they interviewed Matt Mossman in their latest episode, and oh, yeah. and I was really ex- excited to listen to that, but it was hard to listen to because they they over talk each other, and you can't tell what anybody's saying. <laughs> Come on, we got to get some hate mail out of something. Right? <laughs> you're really you're really <laughs> pushing for that hate mail now. No, but uh, yeah, made me think about it. <laughs> some of the other ones are just like you know they're just talking about training or whatever, and are we interesting? Probably. 300 Probably people we, think so, I think. I'm sure we're super interesting. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we're, we do that less times than not, so I think <laughs> yeah. that we're interesting no. even when we don't. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> Just give the people, people what they want. They're like listening. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. All right, let's bring this back around. I know this is a long episode already. We're, so, at, the, at this point, we're just kind of like, eh, we know we got a lot to talk about. We're just... <laughs> so, <laughs> So <laughs> it's really it's not it's not even a, a matter of like, I think we're jumping around too much on this episode because I, I, I don't feel like we do like we're diving off into some tangents, but I, th- I feel like we're keeping it together. But right. uh, the real thing is that I'm not I'm not purposely being like, OK, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, to, for time. You know, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm having a good time. I don't yeah. know if you got to get your kids in bed or whatever you no, do at 10 o'clock at night. But oh, well, get your dogs to sleep. <laughs> get my dogs to sleep. <laughs> Hey, speaking of which, you're in Colorado now? No, I'm not yet. 20, not yet. 20 
four you are. days. 23 days. Oh, okay. 23 days. Nice. Uh, I'm so nervous. We're just are so you fun. driving a bunch of stuff up? To, uh, to not move? really. I, I've tried to sell a whole bunch of stuff, so I don't nice. have to. Nice. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Like, I've had my couch for like four years, and it was like I bought it really cheap for a reason because I always intended on replacing it at some point. And now I'm like, you know, I think it would be a really good couch in someone's camp somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't even want to sell it. Just somebody come pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you post stuff uh, like on Facebook Marketplace for free, yeah, somebody's gonna. Get- yeah, which is weird because I've tried posting cool. my kids' bikes on Facebook Marketplace because they've both grown out of their bikes, and I only bought them three years ago, but they're both too big for their bikes. And all right, so we we got off. We did get off on a pretty big tangent there because we were talking about Lindsay Webster and oh yeah, I forgot and we were the guy. About who got interviewed by Matt B. Davis, Rich Ryan, who got the the spear taken away from him. So that is a great interview. Like, if you want to hear the other side of the story and Lindsay's perspective all in one episode, really, really cool that Matt Matt did that. Well, well done to him. Definitely go listen to that. The thing I wanted to point out about it is the big question that came up a lot of this was, you know, is her race more important than his because she's shooting for a podium but the truth is that that guy is well enough in high enough in these rankings for the for the series that he probably will get some money because spartan pays out what like 15 or 20 deep at this point yeah i don't i can't remember what it is for the series i know for tahoe it's it's pretty deep i don't know if the series is different but if that's the case then yeah that guy's running for money and that five seconds might have cost him a place in that race, which is points, you know? So I, I, I just thought that was fascinating that that was a big argument or topic of discussion for it. But the truth is that, yeah, that guy's that, that not podium elite was, uh, it, his race was important. But when Lindsay Webster asks you for a spear, do you give it to her? Like put yourself in his place. Go listen to that episode. <laughs> to find, did you listen to it? No way. Obviously. <laughs> we've already established this with terrible <laughs> if you podcast. listen to that episode you do actually get both of their perspectives yeah. so it's really cool to hear what it is like from his perspective and Lindsay did say that she 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 was kind of wrong in that situation yeah i can see that i i still think by the rules she shouldn't have taken it from him because that's like getting help from a, a like if yes, if you walk up to the line and the spear is standing against the fence ready for you. Great. Good for you. But if somebody hands it to you, that is physically getting assistance from another racer, which is against. I, see I mean, if another racer hands you a goo, that's against the rules. Yeah. So no, totally. Spartan has also come out with some very interesting news for their payout for the end of the year million dollar challenge Mm -hmm. again getting my information from matt b davis because he does such a good job on staying on top of this stuff joe decena has put out the payout pricing information being that it's not just going to be a you know who who can win all three events basically and run 100 miles which is what it was last year yes that is to win the million dollars. Yes, it is a very different setup this year that makes it more easily achievable, but really opens up payout bonus prizing 
to more people. So it's not just simply, hey, did you win Tahoe? All right, good luck to the rest of this. Everybody else can suck it. (laughs) No, this is take your place from Tahoe and the... In Greece. Trifecta World Championships Mm -hmm. in Greece. Your placement for those. Add those two numbers together. Then take the mileage you run at the Ultra Championships in Sweden and subtract the previous number that you got. So if you run 90 miles and you got second place at Tahoe and third place at the Greece race races, then your ultimate score is 85. They have a chart, which I haven't seen yet, but they have a chart with what the payouts are for the whatever point number that you get. So you could have multiple people hitting the same numbers, but it's probably like 85 is like 2000 or $3,000. So nothing insane except for the higher numbers. But if you get 98, which would be first, first, and 100 miles, then you get a million. Yes. If somehow, <laughs> this is interesting, I just thought, this isn't dependent on getting first in both races, which it, it for the it most part, the it's pretty, yeah. And this, for the most part, it is, but not. it's not bound to it. It doesn't seem. They haven't, I, I haven't heard them specify that you have to get first to be able to get the, the million. But what if somebody got second, second, and a hundred and first, but then got to get 98 points, you would have to get a hundred and, you know, who knows what the mileage per lap is going to equal out to. So let's just say you got 105 miles or 106 or whatever it is. Like you just went crazy and was able to get that many miles but the person that got first person and a hundred miles got ninety eight points, and then you got a hundred or a hundred. Let's just say one hundred five plus four or minus four, so you got one hundred and one points. Do they both get a million? Like very improbable, but that yeah. would be how how would that <laughs> turn out? I, I guess how would that change? We can get John and and Ryan. John will go first first. And a hundred, and then Ryan will go second, second, and a hundred and five or a hundred and six, and then right. we'll have two million dollar OCR athletes. <laughs> Highest payout to date. Joe DeSena is going to crap his pants <laughs> and <laughs> probably have to take out a, a second a mortgage or something. <laughs> Declare bankruptcy. <laughs> but no, I haven't. I haven't seen the stipulations of any of that. But that is a curious thought. But of course, he's going to make it challenging. He's not going to make it an easy feat. Yeah, no, that that was a great thing that he did say, because a lot of people say, well, of course, they're going to make it so hard that it's inachievable. And Joe said, well, of course, it's going to be hard. I mean, he he used some more colorful words, but of course, it's going to be hard. It's a million dollars. Like, why wouldn't it be? (laughs) Why would I invite you to my race just just for you to take my money? Right. It's cool. You know, if if you've got a prize like, hey, this is the first place prize, whatever. It doesn't, you know, if everybody sucks and one person walks across the finish, they get, they still get the prize. But this is a bonus prize. So it, it is understandable that it is going to be huge. And and I guess, yeah, I, I think Tough Mudder has kind of softened people up to that because they had these big prizes for hitting 100, for hitting 105. And and they and those mileage goals got crushed. But now also Tough is not offering any this year. So exactly. <laughs> so look where that got them. So <laughs> <laughs> conquer the gauntlet. Conquer the gauntlet. Now that we're finally here. Now that we're finally um, 
hour and 56 minutes into this episode. Colton Steakhouse, you suck.